0: doesn't really care, it keeps changing fast, and it don't last long. It's the Colorado Rocky High. I've seen it
1: rain
0: and fire. What up, everyone? It's with Street Wave. Hey, we're out in Denver, Colorado for the first time, and I couldn't think of a better spot to begin with. We're in Colorado Springs, actually, to be more specific, and even more specific than that. We're at the motherfucking Robots Gummy Edibles spot, and I'm here with Zach. What's going on, man?
1: Not much. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, doing well, man. Uh, we made it. Last night was crazy. We made it through the storm, and we're here, and it's a it's a winter wonderland going on in Denver. Um, I know we appreciate your time coming out in the snow and everything. Um, I know a little bit about you, man, and so it is... I mean, funny enough that we, we have some parallels going on with our guests in uh, January, Brandon, from Sweat Theory... You guys were homies, so that's just kind of a backstory. We'll get a little bit more into that. But I want to know your story, man, just where you grew up and where you are now.
1: Yeah, so um, Kansas City, Missouri, born and raised, grew up in the Northland, um, went to Oak Park. Um, yeah, you know, always was outside, playing with the friends, trying to do something. And, you know, growing up, we always kind of had an entrepreneurial little kick to us, I guess. Always tried to do lemonade stands, stuff like that, you know shoveling driveways in the winter, mowing lawns, stuff like that. Hey. So I guess looking back now, I always kind of had a knack for it. Um went off to college, was making edibles there. Um just kind of at home. People really loved them. I was like, "Man, I should probably not be doing this in Missouri." Um decided to just kind of pick up with one of my buddies in college. We went to uh, Northwest Missouri State in Maryville. Um picked up, moved out here to Colorado. We didn't know anybody. Um just kind of wanted to see what we could make happen we've kind of gone our separate ways he's actually really successful now too he's running um, a glass shop up in denver illusions glass gallery so really uh, cool shop he's doing well but um when i got out here i just literally tried to meet as many people as i could i was making edibles and oil at the time at home um so I just would go around to all these different events. I got out here a little bit before the regulation for recreational cannabis came in. Oh yeah, perfect. So kind of right when I got here, there yeah. was all sorts of little events popping up. You know, right. private smoking events, this, that, or the other. Yeah. Um, so real quick, I found that the edibles I was making kind of found a real, you know, people really seemed to like them. You know, they kept coming back. while well, those were really effective and they tasted great. So then I really tried to dial in a recipe and a formulation, um, and that was around January of 2014 is when I came up with the actual robot name, um, all that stuff. Uh, They really started taking off, made a business plan at that time, and at the 420 Cannabis Cup in 2014 is when I gave my business plan out to licensed businesses that are all over the state, Um, narrowed it down to a handful of them, and then ultimately found these guys down here in Colorado Springs. Negotiated a deal and then start making them there in 2015 and the rest is history.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the first things that I was thinking when I I remember smoking weed and I was like, I wonder how other ways I can, you know, consume this. Yeah. Um, did you have like some really great edibles in Kansas City at the time, or would you just find some?
1: I mean, they were they were 50 pretty solid, and I mean, all my friends told me they. Were, I mean, in college, everybody loved them. Right. Um, so I had a buddy. He would always get real high volumes of white and he would give me all a shake i would make butter and make edibles from there and i mean I, I used to have people come over and literally buy batches of brownies before i even started cooking them you know they're like oh you're cooking them today well i want that whole batch so you were the master chef yeah i mean yeah people, pretty much, brought, yeah. <laughs> people yeah.
0: brought the stuff and were like create yeah this. exactly Man. and then you know what he is.
1: had so much material so let me start getting creative especially once we got to colorado he was kind of doing more of the same out here so he would give me material and then i could really start doing everything and you know, making the gummies at home. I did it for about a year and a half at home before we got into the licensed kitchen and started production. And that kind of is really good looking back now because I made probably a hundred different flavor combinations. So I have all these flavors in my back pocket that we can always reference. Do limited seasonal drops uh, yeah. now, yeah. stuff like that's incorporated right. in our line now yeah. that we don't have to drop tons of money on R and D. You know, I've already I've already kind of done that in the past and still yeah. have all that research and that, notes that's and all the vibe that. I, so yeah.
0: I definitely feel that you've done a lot of your R and D Yeah, to
1: totally. To I mean the first gummy batch we were you know, the first gummies we were making at home, you know, was thousands of recipes probably to get that one. And then you know, when we you know, the state changed a bunch of regulations which I'm sure we'll get into and I had to change everything in twenty sixteen out here and that's when I made a whole new gummy recipe and that was just, you know, tens of thousands of gummies you know, poured and trying to make and yeah. months of R&D till we right. ultimately found the recipe we thought was right. perfect, and now we've been running with that. So we've definitely done a ton of R&D to get where we're at now and feel like we've got it dialed in pretty well, but we're definitely still trying to find efficiencies and ways to make it even better.
0: Right. So coming out here was kind of you had to adapt and change a little, go through some hoops maybe to, to make sure it's, like, regulated in the, the –
1: Oh, uh, 100%.
0: So was that like very difficult times for you going through that process?
1: Yeah, well so initially we when we started and we were running for the first year it was great. People loved our name. We had a robot shaped gummy, that was awesome, people loved it. Um but the other yeah not that yeah, Sorry, not to yeah roads, no, I mean yeah. it, it it was awesome, uh people loved it. But then the state came down, we had to change our logo, we had to change our packaging, and then we had to change the shape of our gummy, which are like the three make pretty much everything. So yeah. we had to pretty much go to the drawing board, start from scratch um and then even after we did that you know we had all our packaging we went through our first round of packaging bought a reorder then as soon as we bought that reorder and it was shipped to us the state changed the regulations to where all that packaging we bought wasn't compliant after the next three months so it's like you got to try and sell all that real fast well there's no way we're going to sell that much we bought like you know six to nine months worth not three months worth. So then, you know, you ultimately throw away tens of thousands of dollars in packages. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely bit us. We definitely taken our lumps. Um, we definitely learned a ton. Um, but I mean, going forward, we've kind of taken those lumps, learned and gone forward and really grown from it too.
0: Yeah. And I think that's cool. Cause you look at other like entrepreneurs and, you know, business startups, um, where they were and where they are now. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a, a great story of like trying to find that, those customers, that clientele, and then reaching it and then Mm -hmm. growing from that. Um, So Gummies has been around for four years?
1: Yeah, so 2014, January 2014 is when I made them, and then we first were available for dispensaries legally in Colorado October of 2015. Wow. Yep, and then we, um, I mean, it just takes forever to, you know, get all your licensing, all that stuff, everything dialed in, um, inspections, all that jazz Um, And then, like I said, we had to kind of do a relaunch is what we called it when the state made us change all that. We did that in October of 2016. Um, And then have been using the same recipe logo, all that stuff since then.
0: So the name Robots, (coughs) Mm R-O-B-H-O-T-S, where did that name come about?
1: So when I was initially first started, like I said, we were using a robot-shaped gummy mold, and I was putting BHO into the gummies at the time, butane hash oil. So since I was putting BHO into a robot shaped candy <laughs> yeah. candy, I just put BHO into the word robot. Um so that's where you get that extra H in there. BHO right. is literally right. just right in the middle of the word robot. Right. We just pronounce the H silent, call it robot. I've heard a tons of pronunciation, you know, Rob Hot, Red Hot, all this different stuff. It's <laughs> like whatever you call it, call it whatever. As long as you right. eat it and like it, you know, that's yeah, all I'm right, looking right. for, you know.
0: Potato potato. Yeah. Right. It's
1: like, you know, when you tell people the backstory, they're always like, oh that's great. That's awesome. So
0: I think robots is a sweet name. In fact I have a few robot tattoos on me from my, my emo error <laughs> of like and, and also from my cartoon times. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um because I, I noticed that as well on the some of your font on the Instagram mm-hmm. using like Nintendo's font yeah. and doing that. You, you you must be a gamer.
1: Yeah, I am, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I played a little bit of Nintendo. I was definitely more my older brother. Really got into Mario. I mean, I played Super Mario obviously, but you know, Mario or Super was Super Nintendo Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, it was Super Mario sixty four when that came shit. out. That was awesome. And then I got more into you know like the PlayStation and all that stuff. I was big into Madden growing up. So, oh, but yeah, um, sure. like the Nintendo logo and some of that other stuff. Like I just made a Seinfeld on Cartoon Network one. Just kind of more to do. I
0: was gonna talk about the Cartoon yeah, Network. Yeah, you know, some just
1: some just kind of. Fun and different. I don't. We don't sell any of that. It's just to make like a limited drop of stickers that we'll pass out our right. promo days. It's like build a little bit of excitement for that. People are like, "Oh, I need that sticker." It's like, well, you got to be here, here, here at these events to get that because you know it's a limited drop. We only got a hundred of them. They're going to be gone quick. So just kind of fun little stuff like that. Build a little more excitement.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. And then also with like the Supreme logo, kind of the 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 Bogo box mm-hmm. with the with the white font. Yep. Um, it's attracting to the eye. Yeah, it's, totally. it's knowing your clientele and getting them in. I think it's genius. Um, I want to talk a little bit more also about like the, just the, besi- the behind uh, the idea between doing the the fifty percent CBD and the fifty percent THC. You know, the five hundred milligram mm-hmm. was is there a purpose behind having a mixed box for those that like you know really like focus on the CBD THC part of things?
1: Yeah, so I mean, most of the research, I mean, you know, pretty well agreed upon that CBD is probably the most beneficial cannabinoid as far as medically speaking. Um, And, I mean, we, like I said, started 2015 legally here. We were medical all the way up until January or February of 2018. So we focused on medical forever. We've got rec now for about 14 months. Uh, we definitely still focus more on medical, do way more sales medical, really cater to that market. Um, and that being said, that's why we really wanted to get a CBD option out there, because we feel that people who really need need this product uh, for the actual medical reasons would benefit most from that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we've seen since we rolled it out. I mean, just the feedback we're getting from the customers, the stores, people love it, um, are really enjoying it, um, provides a little bit of a different high, a real great option with that. And it's been so successful, we're actually going to roll out a 10 to 1 cbd to thc option we're hoping oh, wow. to roll out next month in april yeah. it's going to be a thousand milligrams of cbd and then a hundred milligrams of thc so even just more wow. of a yeah. medical aspect to it right yeah.
0: my first time having the cbd experience i, I was kind of curious coming back from my travels in south africa coming back here i was like i need to find great weed okay and then the cbd thing came about mm-hmm. and i was really interested in it and i kind of like played it off and then i was over at Thaumaeus, which was and a great, great coffee shop in the Crossroads, mm-hmm. really close to where Brandon's setting up Sweat Theory. Yeah, um, yeah, I love the Crossroads. Oh yeah, uh, the how that has built over the years and the community that's mm-hmm. coming out of that. All the creative groups, all the artists. It's yeah. it's insane. But I was, I was at Almeida's having a, a drink, uh, one of their teas, and I saw that they do, were doing CBD now in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just give it a try. I'm high as fuck anyway going in there. <laughs> uh, let's have a nice balance. Yeah, It was incredible. Yeah, It was incredible because the first time I was doing, I was working on the podcast, working on Street Wave, and I didn't have that, I had this paranoia at the beginning just because THC sometimes will cause me, you know, just a little yeah, bit yeah, kind of totally. like chip on the shoulder kind of stuff. And, you know, you're like, people are watching me, oh God, mm-hmm. kind of thing had that CBD that started going away. And then all of a sudden I just felt like I was like, I was still and just focused in what I was mm-hmm. doing.
1: I feel like it really evened you out pretty well. Yeah. To that paranoia point kind of, cause I always got that too, especially in Kansas city. And even like living out here, like the first six months, like I remember, you know, after the first few months we had some buddies and we went to go eat and I was like, Man, I just I know everybody <laughs> here knows I'm stoned. He just looking at me he goes, Dude, it's Colorado. Everybody here's stone too. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. It's kinda like, you know, you gotta relax. It's like, Yeah, you know, why am I worried about it in life? Definitely out here I've seen more and more people like, especially growing up, you know, Missouri it's like kinda looked at, you know, in a really negative light. It's definitely changing now. But growing up it was like that and getting out here is just such a better, more positive mindset just in the whole mm-hmm. cannabis thing. I mean, Definitely, kind of helps with that for sure.
0: Yeah, and that's what's been interesting about my lifetime so far. You know, I'm, I'm 33, and like, I'm, I'm thinking about marijuana when I was in high school, and how people were like, it was so hidden. Yeah. But you knew that smell. Yeah, like, right. This guy smoked. Yeah. Like, There was always this guy in the uh, coming in the classroom that you'd be like, he's high as hell. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, what a weirdo, but now I'm like, I'm I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm trying to play it off a little it's bit like, more. Like, man, I should have been that guy. Yeah. Me I mean, we have we've got like uh. Some of the best, like, so I went and saw Wiz Khalifa and Currency. They were on a tour. They played at the Granada and Lawrence. Oh, nice. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, hearing Wiz Khalifa say, you know, like, smoking daily has been good for him. And, like, I agree. Um, there's been other sorts that, you know, don't agree with
1: that. Yeah. Because they think it's, like, very
0: negative and it, like, causes all these things.
1: Yeah, it's like, with that, it's like, I think... If somebody smokes weed every day and it has a negative impact on them, that person was probably going to eat cupcakes every day and have a negative impact or they were going to find oh, something. Yeah. It's like it's 100%. not I feel like it's not the marijuana, it's more that person's mentality or mindset that you know, they just need a vi- or yeah, you know, advice to get through the day or something to try and get by with.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I I feel like a lot of people just don't know what the the background are like they need yeah. to be educated not just on THC but CBD as well yeah, totally I, I want to talk about some of the flavors you've been rolling out mm-hmm. with they've been crazy yeah uh different um what's been some of your favorite flavors that you've come out with so far
1: probably my favorite one or the one I'm most most proud of would be the apple pie um and we do that seasonally uh we always launch that October 1 and roll that through the end of February um, everybody likes to do a pumpkin spice sort of thing in the winter, it seems, fall and winter, so we want to do a flavor in that time of year, but something different, so came up with the apple pie, and that just goes back to when I was making them at home, that was one I always made, people loved, um, and it's our apple gummy, and we just infuse it with a little cinnamon, and then roll it in cinnamon sugar, and it has an awesome, awesome flavor. Um, literally smells like you know grandma's making apple pies in here when you know they're cooking them, and yeah. you know you deliver them to the store. They pop them open, they just smell like apple pies. Everybody oh loves them. Yeah. They taste yeah. amazing. So that's probably one I'm most proud of. But honestly. I like them all. They all taste, you know, we don't put anything in a packet, so I'm confident it's super dialed in and it can't get any better. Um, like But you t- would you have to be like that Yeah, a totally. product, 100% yeah. confident. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The pineapple and the tangerine flavors, I feel like, are probably the most dialed in. Like, you eat those, it tastes like you're biting into the fruit. Um, but they're all really, really solid. One that we did last year I was really proud of, too, was our Independence Pack, is what we called it. And we rolled that one out. We're going to roll out this year on 420 and then have it through the end of summer. Um, it's a red, white, and blue theme pack. Um, down here in Colorado Springs, super, super military. You know, you got a few Air Force bases here, so we like to do that. Um, red, white, and blue theme pack. You got the American flag inside the box, and then that one has red, white, and blue gummies. So blueberry lemonade, which is watermelon, and then, or lemonade that's white, and then watermelon, which is red. So red, white, and blue gummy. Uh. So it's a real, real cool pack. So that was another good one.
0: I'm that guy that would like put them all together yeah just for that mega yeah. effect you know when you do saying? that
1: i swear when you did that last year it tastes just like a, a bomb pop you know uh, oh so good but hell yeah um but yeah like i was kind of saying earlier making them at home made a bunch of flavors so really it was just kind of what can i get away with what's going to be good and we still toy around with a lot i mean i just bought some flavors last month that we're experimenting doing some r&d on and might roll out you know for some limited releases later this year so always trying to toy with something new and have something exciting
0: do you remember your first flavor you made
1: <laughs> hmm, what would it have been? I'm not sure. Actually, I think it probably would have been some generic, like either grape cherry or watermelon. No, probably. Yeah. Some. I know the first double flavor I did was blackberry cherry, and that one was really good. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's funny that I'm, I'm thinking. So I'm my background is in the coffee realm, and yeah. you're talking about seasonal drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I think that's really cool how that correlates together, um, because it's. It's meeting the public where they're at. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and like,
1: and, like, what's good now is, so we've had all those seasonal flavors. This year is our second year of doing all of them. Um, so it's, like, last year people really liked them, and then it got cut off. So now it kind of built up hype and whatnot before we release them. So it's, like, now we already have people asking for those summer flavors, the Independence, and we do a pina colada flavor as well. So people are like, oh, we're ready for that. So definitely is good for the brand, I think.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, so how long have you – how lo- How long have you been in Colorado Springs now, personally?
1: So, I moved to Colorado July 1st, 2013. Moved to Colorado Springs February of 2015. So, I've been down here four years now. Four years now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, do you miss KC at all? Um, (laughs) It's funny because I miss the shit out of it. I grew up way more of a grew up diehard royals fan you know we had season tickets Well, yeah
0: just let's make sure listeners know you're wearing the kansas city royals hat champion yeah yeah
1: i always have this or my chiefs hat on so grew up had season tickets you know they were losing 110 games a year we were going to 40 games a year as soon as i moved out here you know they were crushing it so at that time i was like man i wish i was home but i went home for a bunch of games i actually went to all the world series games in 2014 really yeah Uh even in san francisco i mean that was that was epic i mean you just that, had to yeah yeah i mean yeah. and uh, you know i had a buddy out here and that's where you're just making robots at home and i was like well fuck you know let's take a few days off and go so i mean that was a trip of a lifetime um i definitely do miss kansas city um the people there i really love what how the city's kind of evolving and the downtown area my parents live in the western auto building so when i go home i stay there and i'm in the middle of everything it's oh uh, yeah i love that building. Yeah, i'm so, so
0: glad they redid the sign yeah, too yeah exactly um, really really made the city come back yeah to i love and that
1: sign so i mean i do miss the city for some aspects but definitely the barbecue for one there's no good barbecue out here there's um, no there isn't no nah, i haven't really found that good there's a good spot in denver kitchen table cafe um they're they're pretty decent um uh, but i actually got a real big smoker a month or two ago i'm trying to dial all that in to make you know smoke because i like to cook yeah, for all the guys here in the kitchen and everything so trying to do that but um So, there's definitely aspects I miss of Kansas City, but personally out here, I mean, it's hard to beat the beautiful mountains, the awesome weather, and the legal weed. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, no, definitely. And it seems like you had a plan from the get-go, from making your first batch in the kitchen to being where you are now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny how I got here. When I first moved out here, like I said, I was making edibles and oil at home up in Denver when I was living there. But I ran into my buddy Brennan, and he was doing high-end glass, you know, rigs bongs marbles but he was just selling them on facebook so i got with him
0: did you wh- i don't mean to interrupt was this when you knew brandon yeah i've known
1: honestly brandon i've known longer than anybody i still out of everybody i talked to i've known brandon longer than anybody i've known brandon yeah, yeah, in yeah. second grade so out of all my friends i've known brandon longer than yeah, anybody yeah um so i moved out here um and i had previously done a glass shop with brandon Boro boutique Right. um so right. i got out here took some of that knowledge and i met up with my friend brennan out here he was just selling high-end stuff through facebook so i built him a website built him a better facebook page was taking pictures ran us books for him and we grew that thing pretty well but by the time that was starting to take off is when the robots really started taking off so he got somebody to replace me there i started doing this thing with the robots and yeah i mean just trying to keep the foot on the gas i mean would we relaunch 2016 i mean when we re- I mean, it, w- it was me working 100% of it until, you know, spring of 2017, brought in one guy, the sales increased by 100%, brought in another guy wow. toward the end of the year. Yeah. You know, each time I've brought in somebody or we add somebody, you know, added an efficiency, it seems like our sales grow. I mean, we're still growing 20 to 25% every month. So, wow. the, I mean, the sales growth is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that so momentum is flowing. Yeah, man. I mean, February of 2017 to February of 2019, I mean, we were getting orders this february that were bigger than all of february of 2017 yeah. so i mean the growth has been crazy um did
0: you ever think that you would be where you are now if you were to take I back wanted to be but ago?
1: i mean looking at where it was two years ago and how i was just sitting there stirring a the pot cooking you know because at that time i was cooking pet pulling them out packaging taking orders delivering orders collecting everything, money everything, marketing yeah. yeah so i mean I was like, man, I hope this can go because, like, I only had so much in me. But, you know, then it started taking off. We saw results, brought in more people, kept going. So now it got to the point where it started this year, me and my business partner, Ryan, we decided to focus 100% on expansion. So now, you know, we're looking at ways to better expand within Colorado, for one, but also out-of-state. So, you know, we're looking at opportunities, Nevada, California, Massachusetts, Missouri, Florida. And that's kind of where we're at now because – we definitely want to keep going and growing because, I mean, we all see where this is going. We all yeah. think it's going to be federally legal in a few years. Um, I think you just want to be one of the – prize, try and be one of the better, you know, more prized companies at that time so yeah. you're more valuable if yeah. somebody wants to acquire you or, you know, get a cash infusion of some sort, whether it be an IPO or what have you. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what the future holds, but I just know we're going to kind of keep on the same track.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's – Definitely on the map for Kansas City, Missouri to have robots, yeah. you know, to definitely have that mark because uh, uh, you love the city so much. You know? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. I mean, it
1: was cool. Uh, so like back to 2014 when the Royals were on that first awesome postseason run, I was making, you know, robots because I used when I had the actual robot shapes, I would, I would make two layer candies, you know, two flavor robot, two layer flavors. And at that time, I was doing uh, blueberry cotton candy, and it was dark blue and light blue. So it was like royal colors. Yeah. I had a, I even changed the logo to where the robot logo was a crown like the royal. Oh so definitely I love that powder blue, too. Yeah, it's like that, one of my favorite colors. Definitely have a love for the city. Um, been approached by quite a few people that definitely want to have robots there. So I think now it's kind of just seeing how the cards fall in Missouri and then just kind of yeah. find the best opportunity yeah. for us. We're definitely talking to some people and are trying to get there though so i'd be surprised if we won't be there i mean it, we will we, we'll be there in some definitely. fashion yeah. yeah
0: i it's interesting because i feel like the pressure and also the the what's the word like just the pressure on like marijuana in that city has gone like immensely down now because yeah. it's been a less concern for I, I believe the city and you know for the for the cops there yeah you
1: absolutely know? i mean they can actually focus on Right. More pressing matters right, right
0: and i feel like i mean no lie uh i do roll up and walk down the crossroads oh yeah so does my mom <laughs> and it's chill and it's <laughs> yeah. chill you know yeah, what i was I mean?
1: home last time i was walking out of a bar i looked across the street i saw my mom walking with a joint i was like God, she just don't care <laughs> yeah but no, it I, is nice now i mean it, you know you just got some weight on you, you know they just give you a little ticket you know so right
0: right and it, i mean it's not like so I was in California in November last year for Complex Con, and that was the first time that I really felt like that total freedom mm-hmm. of smoking wherever you want, however you want. Because mm-hmm. we're in line, we're inside this comp, we're in Long Beach Convention Center. People are rolling up and lighting up wherever, however, yep. and no one cares. Mm-hmm. When I came out here, there seemed to Denver, there seemed to be still like that, that, that red tape here and there. Yeah, you um, know what I mean.
1: Yeah, and like there's no social smoking clubs up there. There's right. one where you can go and vape. Um, there's a couple down here in the Springs.
0: Well, yeah, because like in L.A., they have like the dab bars. Yeah, see, so and I,
1: I think I wish they would kind of be more lenient on the laws and allow that, because unless they do that, it's still going to kind of be that where people like tourists are trying to find 420 friendly Airbnbs and hotels. Which I mean, there's plenty of them. You definitely can. I mean, most of the time you could smoke, or you know, well, I guess rental cars you really can't smoke in. I mean, I, I definitely do see people walking down the road just smoking. Um, I don't think anybody's really gonna say much. they might look at you, funny, but yeah, I'm gonna say much. I'm definitely not condoning that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, go outside and speak. but I've seen it um, and like in public parks and stuff, I mean, you'll be okay,
0: so how would it, in like maybe a sentence or or less, would you describe your business?
1: boy, I don't know <laughs> without with all we've done, um I don't know. Maybe
0: just like a couple words that yeah. kind of like that's sum of that really robots. Our, our
1: mission, statement or our goal of the company is to make the best quality, most consistent edibles for the best price for the end consumer we can. Right. Um, and I feel like last year bringing in that automation, we've really done that. I mean, each gummy's within a tenth of a gram of each other. It's super consistent every time. Um, so, I mean, I feel like we really are on the right path to doing that. We just got to really keep our focus straight and keep on that right path
0: yeah at times for us especially for street wave it's, it's been difficult to like stay focused with what's in front of you Mm-hmm. totally we want to we want to get down that that um that that light tunnel and yeah. see what's at the other side
1: of the mountain totally and like especially like the growth from like i was saying from two years ago to right here i mean i definitely want to see where we're at two five ten years from now but it's like you really got to stay in the moment i always think back to like companies like Compaq, you know, they were the first company to hit a billion dollars IPO or uh public uh, value. You know, they were out of business within a year or two of that, you know, AOL was huge and then everybody's home and, you know, went to, defo- yeah. you know, went out of business within a couple of years. So you definitely got to make sure you make the right decisions. You don't want to spread yourself too thin, but you also don't want to get left behind. So it's definitely a real fine line to walk. We're definitely trying to walk that now and figure it out. We've had some real exciting meetings the past few months. I mean, Other people are definitely starting to see our success and want to partner up with us going forward. We've had numerous meetings with people, whether it's, you know, partner up to go to other states. We've had some people approach us about trying to get on the Canadian stock market and go public on that because Colorado is going to start accepting public money this summer is what the word is, you know, going to pass a bill to where they'll take public money. So you can't get listed on the NASDAQ or anything like that because it's federally legal, but Canada where it is legal, you could go get listed and... Wow. Get a huge yeah. cash infusion there. So, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to go about it. It's like what is the right way at the end of the day. So it's kind of what we're doing now.
0: Uh, what would you say to the people out there that want to that wanna start a, an edible company or, like, love making edibles at home like you did and now want to, you know, have a business like you?
1: Yeah, and I, I hear that a lot. It's like, well, how do you do this? I love making cookies. Um, I would just say dial it in to where you could go give it to a stranger like not your mom who's going to tell you she loves it no matter what yeah. where you can give it to a stranger and they're actually going to give you good feedback to where you have a good product really try and figure that out and then i would just say especially in this cannabis marketplace is network 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 i mean when i moved out here i was going to every smoking event at every glass shop every little weed event at every little bar or club just trying to meet people you know doing all that. Instagram was huge at that time because I would just post my edibles and my oil on Instagram, and, you know, that's where you'd see a lot of these events go, those events, really just try and network, meet people, and try to really just establish a good name for yourself that you can later transition to a good brand name as you kind of try and keep growing that. Did you you feel that
0: you... so how you how you grew that maturity and mentality in your business did you learn that from building up things in kansas city and like working with like brandon and yeah. doing different projects
1: I mean, growing up i mean my grandpa had his own business and electrical company then my dad had his own electrical company he still has it he's had it since 84. Wow. um my mom was helping him so i was always around people who had their own business brandon you know, I've been yeah. friends with him since second grade. His dad has his own business. So, you know, was always kind of around that. My dad, you know, he had all his friends that were building the houses that he would wire. So I was always around people who had their own businesses. Um, and then I was always helping my dad, you know, on the job sites, you know, as young as I could. You know, eight, nine years old, starting to help him, you know, just picking up shit. So, you know, where I got in high school, I was wiring houses with him. Um, so I always kind of had that mentality of wanting to have my own business, I don't know what it would be. You know, Brandon and I, we tried a few different things. I wish Which
0: I, I, I definitely want to mention. On not yeah. to not to interrupt, but like, did you have pet reptiles as well? No. Were you? No, were you? No, no, did Did you have a ball python like he did? <laughs> no, like, no. That, that was, was that was in with the snakes and that, all that. Yeah, the that story was. I couldn't believe. Um, I mean, that's the first story. I mean, that's the first story of his, like, beginning of him being a businessman yeah. and being an entrepreneur. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Because I, I had a ball python, too, and it didn't live very long because um, I think the his his cage or, you know, his aquarium mm-hmm. was maybe not as warm. And then, like, I think I needed to force feed him on this one. I didn't know any of this. So, like, yeah. meeting with him was like, yeah, that you know, he was telling me that you should have done this and this. And just like, well, if I only knew then. But yeah. anyway, and then it went on to, like, you guys, uh, correct me if I get this right. Um, the glass shops in Kansas City needed like a, a website to be to put them on to be sold, right? Mm-hmm. So there, that's like where that was kind of. World
1: like Boutique kind of started because. Glass started blowing up. Brandon was always kind of ahead of it. I, I mean, I remember it was like our sophomore, junior year of high school. He wanted to start blasting oil, and I was like, I don't even wow know what this is. And yeah. it was like, yeah, you know, you got the blasting tube online. You know, there was no forums and stuff at that time, so right. I don't know where the hell he found it. But, I mean, Brandon's a very smart dude, very driven. I mean, he's always done tons of stuff. So we definitely collabed on some things. He actually started Boro Boutique, and then I kind of knew some glass and some different things. So I kind of jumped on with him, helping him. You know, he kind of, if it wasn't for him, you know, he's the one who showed me Photoshop and I kind of got into Photoshop after that. Now I've designed all the robot packaging designs. I mean, everything for the robots I've done. So, I mean, I owe him a lot just for showing me that. But jumped on Bora Boutique, you know, we tried to run the website and sell our stuff. And, I mean, at the end of the day, we just didn't start with enough capital. I mean, he had a couple thousand bucks. I had like 500 bucks. We really just were trying to buy stuff to kind of flip, to put back into it the end of the day we just going to keep up with some of the other companies that were starting at the time um and ultimately that had to get shut down just to kind of not lose a ton of money but it taught us a lot like i said i used a lot of that knowledge out here when i came out um, for that first class shop and i mean that photoshop background he kind of got me laid out on that i grew upon um i still use it to this day so that was awesome
0: and then like his um his head displays.
1: Yeah, headstands. Head um and yeah. he's come out here a few times to do some sales and I've seen his stuff in dispensaries and ups out yeah, here. Yeah, he, yeah. he does well with that and he's starting to do custom displays. Um I yeah, just we've actually, believe that story. Yeah, we've actually yeah. talked to him about doing some custom displays for the robots, so that might be something we end up ultimately yeah, going yeah. into. It's
0: insane on like um Hearing that story and having the parallel, and then look—we're in Denver now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm at your your spot. Like this is insane. Yeah, just want to like put that out there yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, I'd like,
1: love to. You know, I know he's doing the sweat theory, and I'm sure that's gonna go good down there. But um, you know, when we get in Missouri, I'd love to you know work with him further in the future on something with the robots. Yeah, so yeah, and we'll I got that feeling too that like
0: everything he says, everything he tells me is like that's exactly what he's gonna do, and he yeah. stays to it. Yeah, he's, like, very, he's very committed. Yeah, very totally. Committed. Um, and then hearing like Sweat Theory's background on that, mm-hmm. um, just like where Sweat Theory started and how he got on the Sweat Theory and brought that in Kansas City and like being in the crossroads in his area, it's going to be really good for the people in there. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm
1: saying? Absolutely. Yeah, he's going to be in a more better spot down there right in the center of the crossroads, yeah. so it's perfect.
0: It's a it's a good location. You, I mean, you can pass it real quick. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's a nice spot. Um, I, I want to talk about a little bit more about you on this for the 2019 goals personally and then for the company how how's how's that looking
1: Yeah I mean personally cuz I mean 2017 I had like 8 days off the whole year, 9 days off the whole year, 100-hour work weeks. Wow. Last year was more of the same. Had a little bit more time off, wasn't as much in the kitchen, more trying to grow it. So this year I just want to more take some time for myself, have a couple getaways just long weekends just within colorado i mean that's a beautiful thing about it, being out here i can drive three hours and be in like some of the most gorgeous scenery in the country right, so right, right. just trying to do some like little weekend vacations trying you know make sure i'm keeping myself level and not just 100 percent business you know you got to make sure at the end of the day you're relaxed and level-headed so just kind of do that definitely want to focus more on expansion um like I said, we've got a lot of good opportunities so kind of maybe going to these new markets um keep going to kansas city Got some exciting things there. You know, we're doing some consulting for some people. Um, Me and two of my business partners here, we decided to do a consulting thing where we're hoping in all phases. So going to be doing more of that in Kansas City. Um, I'm trying to help get a store, grow supply store started in Kansas City as well. Um, Like a real big warehouse style grow store. Um, So that's kind of the personal things. And then um, as far as for the business, I want to be in two more markets. So whatever that may be, Um, I'd like to have... A facility where we have rec and med control um, but I mean who knows what the future holds but I know we're working around the clock to try and get in to get those goals accomplished especially the new markets I mean you don't want to go too fast too thin but I think really what we've been fighting here is coming in you know three four five years after you know the market started and trying to get this shelf space we want to be in these new markets right off the bat so you can be on there, kind of establish there right from the get-go. So we really kind of have a pressing need to get to these new states as soon as possible. But yeah. like I said, make the right decision about it. Is it, a, is it a race at times? Um, Yes and no. I feel like it is. But at the same time, like I mentioned with those other companies, HP, hey, well, I mean, the first one's not always the successful one. Right. So it's like we want to be there. You want to be there first and be there well-established, but if you get there and maybe your partner that you set up shop with there can't keep up and, you know, they get the orders out the first month and they fall on their flat on their face and the brand dies or they do something, you know, they don't keep up with the quality and they're sending out poor quality gummy. So I really think you just got to kind of, I mean, it's tough. It's like you, you want to have it kind of be race in the sense that you get there first, but you don't want to cost yourself anything either. If that makes sense, you know, 100%. hurt yourself in the price process.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so, Colorado Springs. What does yeah? That's what's a tricky what one too. What's been what's been like your your most exciting times out here?
1: Um, as far as business wise, has been mm. the growth we've just had from month to month. I mean, every month it's just, you know the last week's exciting. It's like, well, where are we going to end up? You know, it's definitely fun. And lately, you know, we've actually had some good cash flow. Um sorry about that thing beeping um that's our door sensor um but um you know so we've been able you know take the guys out to lunch go to top golf a couple times do some fun things with the guys um and you know really working with my best friends too you know the guy i moved out here first was my college roommate and you know lived with him for five years out there he lived with me a couple years here he's on his own now but you know he's you know my best friend he's working here got another guy from my high school working here met another friend that you know wanted to work for us forever finally was able to bring him in so it's a real family atmosphere still yeah everybody's super close i mean up until three months up until three months ago we only had seven employees across the whole thing you know Uh. doing everything We've been able to add some people, some hands to help with packaging to kind of expedite expedite you know packaging to get orders out faster. Ultimately, our goal is to be like Amazon. You order by 1 o'clock, you're going to get your stuff the next day. So we brought in some hands to kind of expedite that. So we're a little bit bigger company, but definitely still have a family atmosphere and feel. Um, the tricky thing about Colorado Springs is there's a lot of military, like I mentioned earlier, and a lot of Bible thumpers. So they have vetoed you know, outlawed recreational cannabis down here. So it's medical only. You have to have a medical card and um, you can't have any recreational facility. We
0: almost stopped at one down here. I'm so glad we didn't. Yeah.
1: So you, you can't get anything there. There's one on the way out of town in Manitou in another County. I can show you. It's like 20 minutes West. And those stores crushed because there's nothing in the Springs. Um, but they charge you a ton for it too. But anyway, yeah. so to get our recreational line going, we had a partner with a recreational kitchen, you know, whether it be in Denver, Pueblo, wherever, <coughs> anywhere that's not in the Springs. Um, and with that, it's just kind of led to headaches, you know, it's kind of out of our control at times. Communication has been tough um but really we couldn't even realize the potential of that to get the facility and so we grew enough on the medical side where somebody thought it was beneficial to partner with us so that's why it took almost three years to get a rec side going but since then it's been crazy successful i mean we're growing like crazy on that side and our biggest problem there is just keeping up with the orders because we really can't make enough of them so
0: yeah uh it seems funny that or not funny, just kind of like strange that you start. it started in medical and then went to rec. Yeah, not totally. The, I yeah. would think it would be the other way around.
1: Yeah, a lot of people say that, too. I mean, we hear that all the time. We're like, well, because most people come into this with a mindset, we're going to make tons of money. Right. Just make hand over fist in cash. And it's like the rec side. if you have a successful product, you definitely can. Um, not necessarily dispensary. There's tax codes, 280E, um, where you can't write anything off, which sucks. But edible companies, concentrate companies... Um, you can definitely make a good amount of money because you can sell to all these stores. You know, if you have right. a grow, you're limited by the amount of plants you can grow. Right. If you have a dispensary, like I said, you can't write off any of your cost of goods. Yeah. So, I mean, you have your tax burden is so crazy. Stores go out of business on right. because of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean,
0: it's that's busy. difficult.
1: Yeah, it's super, super difficult. But well, I mean, it seems
0: at the same time, it looks like y- you went after the giant, knocked him down.
1: Yeah, I mean, that came. I you know mean, what I mean? Like, there's some big brands out here i won't mention their names but we've definitely taken out some of the big guys in numerous stores you know where they had a foothold in a store and it's like well they're not selling now your guys are selling so we're going to replace all their stuff for more of yours we've seen that all over the place and i mean we've gone from zero stores and from (coughs) when we relaunched we were shut down for about three months so when we relaunched in october of 2016 we had zero stores and now we're in almost 325 you know, 28 months later or something like that. So right. the growth it has been crazy, and it's, like, just really trying to maintain that, keep up with that. we got some big chains we're about to bring on board, ideally, so definitely could kind of keep well, on that.
0: Consistency, I'm guessing, is probably key to it's to a lot of the, the your clientele. Is yeah, like
1: especially on the medical side where you have more return patients because those have to be residents. Recreational right. side, you have a right. lot of tourists. I mean, you want a good product for them, too, so when they go home, they tell their friends, hey, I had these there. When you go to Colorado, you got to try them. Yeah. Um, but definitely, it's a huge part of it, and that's really, I feel like, what has been our biggest growing, you know, selling point that's led to our growth, I should say, um, is consistency. I mean, I got the recipe formulated where everything is weighed out to a tenth of a gram. Um, our oil is from the probably the biggest oil s- production company out here. They take really good care of us. Um And, like I said, those gummies get poured out eight at a time within a tenth of a gram of each other. I mean super super consistent yeah. across so the you board. guys
0: deal with like I'm guessing local growers in the area um for they're are the forty content?
1: minutes south, so how we do it, we try to keep up at first, but at this point we can't we're using a kilo of distillate a day between the med and rec sites. so you know a couple pounds a kilo or a couple pounds of oil a day, and you know to get that is. You know, some p- I've heard some people say, you know, you need about 20 pounds of trim to make a kilo of distillate. So, if you think that, I mean, that's a huge grower yeah. to be able to put that kind of material out. Yeah. So, th- the company we get all our stuff from is Craft 710. Um, they were, like, focusing more on the retail side, having oil for everybody. They've kind of taken a seat to where they would rather make stuff in bulk for edible companies, other oil companies. They can bunk cards, etc. And they've done really good with that. Their mindset kind of back on that point is they want to be like IBM. They don't necessarily want to build your computer. They'll build, you know, the hard drive, the chips, stuff like that. Um, so what they do is they have a team that is just always out on the road, daily sourcing material from grows all over the state. They bring it into the house. They make it into oil and turn around and give it to us. Oh wow. I guess sell it to us. I wish they gave it to us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> For free. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's interesting because um, my – Some family were, like, hoping to get, like, invested into the whole marijuana game because my father lives in Eureka Springs in Arkansas and, like, all that medical and all Mm -hmm. that stuff going on and uh, did some research on, like, to, like, make oil. was, like, a bomb-proof room, which could be, like, half a million dollars worth and all that stuff. Have you been in any of those? Yeah, I hate (laughs) them.
1: I just get scared. Oh, Yeah. Because, I mean, I used to make oil at home and I was just doing butane through the glass tubes and doing, you know, a couple ounces at a time. But It's like you go into these rooms and you you got five pound chambers and they're running all these gases through it right in front of you. And it's like you're in this enclosed space and it's just like, man, if one little thing goes wrong, we're all toast, you know? (laughs) So it scares me. Um, I don't really like being around it. You know, we've done tours of buildings that have them and it's... You know they show it to you like it's the most impressive thing ever, and they are impressive operations, and it's awesome stuff. But it's just not for me. I just would rather not be around it. I mean, yeah, and they're right, they're right. all safe, and everything they say they're safe. But I mean, who who knows at the end of the day? You know, you have stuff wear out, you have something slip. But yeah, I mean, the the cost of those rooms alone, you're looking at on the cheapest of cheap sides a quarter of a million dollars, and Good. that's that's like i said the cheapest of cheap yeah. you want not want to do well
0: and, that. I, and I, I see this industry especially coming into missouri is a great thing for like employment education um therapy yeah totally there, i mean and
1: w- just helping people who need i guess need a way to make use of their lands like down soybeans like in southeastern missouri you know they're not growing as many as they used to selling as many as they used to i mean those are perfect lands to grow cannabis you know you got groundwater four feet below the surface you can tap into you don't even really need to do any irrigation so i think it's definitely going to help all sorts of people and all sorts of phases um i just feel like you got to be careful i mean oregon they literally got more than one pound of weed per person and prices were like 50 bucks a pound up there because they just didn't really regulate it very well gave everybody who wanted a license a license and then you know you're flooded and prices drop and people lose money so i think as long as they do it properly which i think kind of setting it up by congressional district and limiting licenses that way is a smart way to do it i just hope the implementation goes out well
0: i I felt the same way in california Mm -hmm. or not just felt but i kind of was uh you know thinking the same thing of all right i'm in la and i look on the weed mats app and there's like a shit ton Mm -hmm. up in the area i'm in but if you were to go i don't know Less than an hour south in the Long Beach, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing because yeah. that community just refuses to have that exactly vibe so there.
1: Colorado Springs is kind of like that with the rock, you know. They just that's what to I'm, have That's it. how I'm feeling right now. Yeah,
0: like I didn't know about that. My brother may have mentioned something like that, and I just kind of overlooked it because I was on the weed maps again, and there was like green here, and I was like, and then obviously, you know, as we were driving and we saw, you know, there's like that. Oh, there's over tons here, of them. There's
1: there's way too many of them down and here. And I was so like, oh
0: yeah, dispensary's red. Let's go in. And yeah, they, I'm so glad. I didn't go in knowing yeah, that it was medical. I give you some
1: good ones in Denver you can go to when you go back up there.
0: No, definitely. Um, would, so if if robots would have started in Denver, if you would have stayed in Denver and started that, do you think it would, the outcome would have been different than it is
1: now? I don't know. I mean, we had some, I guess, because I, I, it was just me at the time, I had some opportunities in Denver. Um but all those, and I think it might have just been tied to the cost of real estate, buildings, all that up there is just so astronomically high compared to here, and then especially compared to Pueblo, where we've also looked at properties. Um, I think they just, because of that, they wanted too much. They were just, right. I would have had no control, would have had no say, would have not really had that great of opportunity to make money. Um, these guys down here gave me a real fair deal. Let me still have full control of everything. You know, obviously they had some oversight to it to make sure I wasn't just going out, blowing money, having a fun time. But, uh, they definitely gave me free reign to kind of do what I wanted with the brand and has allowed me to grow it to what it is now. So, so to answer that question, I don't, I don't think it would have been the same. I think this was the best opportunity allowed me to get it to where it is now.
0: Right. Right. Um, it's like those really, really busy, Really, really nice, and I mean, like, I we went to Colorado Springs, I, l- I feel a lot more, less congested than oh I did yeah. when I was in Denver, so a little bit more freedom out here. Totally,
1: definitely. I like it way more down here. I, I hate going to Denver. It's nice up there, you know, they got some good restaurants, I like to go to Comedy Works, see some stand-ups, but, I mean, the traffic is insane up there, there's always road construction, if right. you want to go anywhere, it takes you an hour, I mean, yeah. I mean, down here it's getting crowded, but it's nothing like up there, I mean, it's definitely a better feeling down here, better vibe. Definitely, In definitely. My opinion, anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, silly question before we get off this thing. Um, if you were an animal, what kind would you be and why?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. Um, maybe Boston Terrier, I guess, because I love Boston Terriers. They're awesome little Ooh. dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's up there with like my little miniature Schnauzers. I'm, I'm a Schnauzer fan for yeah. sure, man. Um We've had some interesting uh, feedbacks on that question, so it's always cool to like, just ask people. Yeah, like, no man. Sure. Like this representation of what who they are and their personality, and what, yeah. you know, like some people are like, I should be a wolf because, you know, I want to be a leader and like different things. So, Boston Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang out I'm also the, the same. I'm yeah, the same yeah, way. What around, have a good what time. Would, what what <laughs> kind of animal would I be? I would probably be, I don't know, a hummingbird. Probably just someone that oh. just chills, flies around, have a good yeah. time. them <laughs> out. No, no, yeah, <laughs> n- nothing really too serious because <laughs> yeah. life's too short for that shit. Well, Zach, man, I appreciate your time. Appreciate us coming into, uh, Robots gummies and checking out your spot man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate um, your time. Thanks yeah, for definitely. Uh,
1: driving down in this snowstorm.
0: Hell, dude, this has been the best this is the best time ever, man. Yeah. Well, we had to come out to Denver the time was now. It was either I uh, we were supposed to, I was going to be planning to go to LA this week, but I think Denver was a lot better place. For us, so. All right, with that, we out.
1: I've seen it